And so these are pain in the ass things that they're going to have to go through. That's going to take them a good 20 to 30 minutes to apply for this position, to go through the whole process. And so that's going to increase the quality of people you have coming in for the position. And um, you're going to see that as a result, that dollar per rep should increase. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. What up, Building Great Sales Teams Nation? <laughs> I'm feeling a little I'm feeling a little loopy today, I'm not gonna lie. I'm on my third cup of coffee and uh, I'm rolling. I'm excited about this conversation though because I'm coming off of a CSO call with my client and uh, we just had an amazing conversation. And in any time, I mean, this happens to everybody. Anytime I get a little secure, you know, God puts an opportunity in front of me and he's like, you were born for this shit. And I'm having this conversation with him. And you know how we kind of like have our four thoughts that are like, we're having the conversation, but we have something going on in the back of our head at the same time. And I'm like, man, this is just old. I gotta, I gotta make a podcast out of this because it is just good stuff. Now I will preface this with, if you don't have an application towards a big sales team, you're going to, I guess, have a hard time with this one or you're, you, you don't have big sales team problems yet. So this is for people that have big sales team problems or if someone you know has these, right? Uh, I think it's it's interesting for somebody that is, you know, has three to five people and you're starting to scale because you need to be ready for this and the more prepared you are, the better. But yeah, let's get into it. As soon as I cover this one thing with you guys real quick. And so you guys know I don't run ads, um, but I do have a few products that I believe you can benefit from. And if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I give everything away, right? And, um, but I do have a course. So the biggest thing with this course is I'm going to walk you through my whole program, Kodak, Compensation, Opportunity Development, Operations and Culture. And then I'm going to give you the templates to execute it. So if you're wanting to build a sales team, you only have like one person on your team right now, this is perfect for you. Or if you are a heavy integrator, you don't know the, the difference, uh, a visionary, is someone that has all the ideas and maybe they set up some of the initial systems, you know, maybe they set up the initial business, but they are doing best when they are driving the sales, marketing and ideas in the company, right? The integrator is the one actually executing a lot of the ideas as well as coaching the key players in the company. And so, um, I'm heavy integrator. I'm 89 on the integrator scale, 86 on the visionary, um, it's scale of one to a hundred. And, uh, but anyways, so if you have an integrator in the, in your business, you can literally give them this course and they can start building out your sales program. So at the end of the day, the course builds out the sales program. It includes templates with it. I think you can put together a solid sales program in 30 days with this course. If you're working on it full time versus I normally charge my clients anywhere from 15 to 25 grand over 90 days to build out their sales programs. And um, 
and this course, I believe, man, I, and I said this last time and I didn't go and look at the price, but I believe we have it priced at, let's see, we have it priced at, yeah, a thousand bucks right now. We have it priced at a thousand bucks right now. And so if it's something that you're interested in, just go to salesprogrambuilder.com forward slash course, and you can check out the information on that, everything it comes with. And then, of course, if you have any questions or concerns, just message me and I will get you taken care of. All right. So let's get into it. We're doing a solo episode, and this episode is called Big Sales Team Problems. Big Sales Team Problems. Okay. So. The reason I came up with this episode is because I had this conversation with a client. That client has uh, 40 to 45 salespeople at any given time. And we started getting really deep into this conversation because we're, we're hitting a ceiling, right? His revenue has been going up like crazy, which is fantastic. You know, you always want to be in that position as a consultant that your client's revenue is going up. He's hitting records, literally hit a record payment last week by like 40%. He's crushing it. You know, and it always helps when you have badasses as clients, you know, they just need you to do what you do really well. And they go out and make the whole thing happen as a whole. And so that's huge. But I do see a problem on the horizon, right? And the problem is, is in the past four months, we have not moved the needle in terms of headcount. We've moved the needle in terms of, of everything else except actual headcount. And so... That's always concerning for me because what does that mean? What is that a red flag of? And that's a red flag of a high turnover rate, which the client isn't door to door. So that's going to happen naturally, but I want to minimize that as much as possible. So I'm going to walk you guys through a couple of KPIs that you're going to want to pay attention to. You know, the implications of those, as well as how you can increase or decrease them depending on the KPI, right? And so the first one is dollars per rep. Now, depending on your pay period, you may track this differently. Uh, most commission sales pay periods are weekly. Uh, if you're bi-weekly, track it bi-weekly. Don't make this too hard. You know, do it along with payroll, right? And then if you have a solid CRM, then you're able to kind of pull this report without payroll, right? So our dollar per rep metric is weekly. And, you know, it's, it, it's pretty simple. If you have a quality sales team and you are advertising, let's just say you're advertising a thousand per week at an entry level, which is a good entry level sales position right now. You're advertising that, you know, your salespeople average a thousand per week. Well, they need to be averaging a thousand per week, right? Um, so you got to track that. But let's just say, you know, you fall below that. Okay. What are the reasons that you would fall below your average dollars per rep? Well, the reasons are typically going to be where you're fishing. First off, that's that's the first thing you want to look at. All right, am I only hiring from Indeed? If I'm only hiring from Indeed, I'm not getting the highest quality people because Indeed, and, and, and here's why, Indeed is a low barrier of entry for any position because typically it does not require anything like a sales test or a um, resume. Uh, you know, they have one that they build for you. Like it's basically the, the lowest friction ever to get a job. 
and then you can click and apply on as many as you want without really customizing those applications. So that's the issue with Indeed. It's for lazy people that want jobs, right? And so what you want to do is diversify your recruiting holes, basically where you're fishing from, right? And uh, an, an easy way to go in the extreme opposite direction is going to be social media ads, right? Uh, that go to a landing page that filter and have some hoops that those candidates have to jump through. Or just, uh, you know, another good example is Wise Hire is great for that. So I'm going to put uh, a sales test in there. I'm going to put some disk testing. And so these are pain in the ass things that they're going to have to go through. That's going to take them a good 20 to 30 minutes to apply for this position to go through the whole process. And so that's going to increase the quality of people you have coming in for the position. And um, you're going to see that as a result, that dollar per rep should increase. Now, your cost per hire is going to increase as well. Okay, but we got to be okay with our cost per hire increasing if our quality per hire, or I'm sorry, if our dollar per sales rep and per week in this case is increasing. So that that is a that's a net, you know. What I'm saying like that that cancels each other out, and so when we look at some other KPIs that are going to be important to this, we need to look at uh, well going back to the dollars per rep. Another way that we can affect that positively is looking at our onboarding process. How well are we retaining? Where are we losing sales reps in that onboarding process? You know, do we have a cumbersome onboarding process? Do they have to fill out the same application three times? Uh, or can they enter their information once and be good to go? And then also, how quickly are we showing them money? All right, if you're putting them into a classroom situation, a learning management system, if you're preaching at them for more than three to four hours before they go out in the field and see somebody make money, that's too long. Okay, Their first day, they need to go out in the field and see money. If you do an, uh, an orientation for a couple hours, in the morning and then they go out in the field or they sit next to another salesperson or they get on a sales call a zoom call or something like that right away and that's the most ideal situation for them to kind of see that money as quick as possible so that they believe in the position this this is typically what you want to do with 1099 you know entry-level sales positions right so uh, another piece of that is you know bolstering your training process you know that you have a quality training throughout and that is paper-based learning management system, as well as um, a train the trainer in place for the trainer to execute on. So that's a, a person training, that's document referencing and training, as well as um, a learning management system that they have to go through and mark that they completed those uh, pieces of the learning management system. And then you can hold them accountable to that. So that's three, three levels of training right there. All right, those things will increase your dollar per rep. Now, when we're looking at sales per rep, same principles. Same principles. Obviously, the sales go up, the dollars go up. The only other thing I would argue is lead flow has a lot to do with the sales per rep. You know, if you have consistent and high lead flow, you're typically going to have more sales per rep. Uh, the dollar amount of the product has a, has a big part of that as well. So if you have a higher dollar amount, you're gonna have less sales per rep, all that good stuff. Um, that is important when you're looking at, you know, volume. It's really important. 
or you have quotas to meet for clients, you know, that aren't dollar based. They're about getting new, you know, new client acquisition or whatever the case is. All right. So the headcount is a key indicator and it's not the headcount by itself. It's the headcount over time. So like I told you over the last four months, uh, my client and I have been at the same headcount. He's doubled his uh, revenue uh, week over week, or I'm sorry, quarter over quarter, which is fantastic, um, which means that his dollars per rep and his sales per rep is going up. These are all good things, right? But four months with a static headcount is always a red flag in my mind. And so how are we going to attack this? And so we're, 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 we're going to do a few things. One, like I told you guys, it's all about volume, right? If we get the volume up, naturally, our conversion rates may stay static if we have the right leadership in place and we're not overburdening them. So our conversion rates will stay static and then, and then our headcount will go up. But we know that we have a big attrition problem, so we're going to bolster some of the things that we talked about just now with those KPIs in order to get that headcount going up again, which will increase the quality of the training of our retention. We'll, we won't be churning as much, and and therefore, we'll we'll get that headcount over 50, which is our goal for next month. And I have no doubt that we're going to crush that. Um, so one of the things I this created a conversation though. It's like okay, how do we maintain quality as we're scaling? You know, so if we add 10 people to our head, oh, well, here's one thing I want to point out. That headcount is not how many sales rep you have. That headcount is how many sales rep made a sale that week. That's important. Okay. That headcount is how many sales reps made a sale that week. So they didn't make a sale. They may as well not exist. You know, I understand vacation and all these other things, but in terms of your data and your metrics and what you're working off of, it's incredibly important that you track it that way versus trying because you could you could hire 10 people tomorrow and your headcount looks super high. But the the reality is that the trained people that can make a sale is the true headcount and that do make a sale in that week. OK, so I just wanted to establish that. All right. So if we're going to hire more people, let's say we go from 45 to 55, where we're increasing our our headcount by was it like 20 or 18% or something like that, right? And so if we're increasing our, our headcount by that amount, are we ready for that scale? Do we have the leadership in place? Do we have the systems, the training, all that good stuff, right? And so one of the things that I want to talk about on the back end of this thing is preparing for scale, all right? So you have scaling from, you know, zero to five, and then maybe from five to 20, and then 20 to 40. Any sales team is going to go through that. As long as you have a product that's scalable and that you can do a high volume with that product without losing your quality. So what I am talking about right now is scaling from the 40s and 50s to three figures of headcount. All right, there's a few things that you got to watch out for that are going to happen as you scale like that. And not a lot of people can can talk about this because they've never experienced having a hundred plus person sales team. And so I think it's incredibly important that I impart this on you guys. And so what's going to happen is typically when this is happening, you have current leadership in place that has been with you since the beginning of the company 
all the way up to a year or more, right? And what we typically see in management at this point is that management was in the industry before or they have been there from the beginning. So they are what I like to call seasoned. They are seasoned in your systems, in your training, in your culture. They are incredibly seasoned. It took them a long time to get the position that they're at right now, not because they didn't qualify or they didn't have the numbers, but because the company wasn't ready. And now we're two, three years into the company and we've got maybe two or three offices. And so now we have leadership in each of those offices. Uh, we'll call them market managers for all intents and purposes, right? So they are managing their local market, their local location. And so I think there's a large possibility that anybody in this position that has 40 to 50 sales reps that has multiple locations may take that market manager role for granted, right? You may have an opportunity structure in place that allows your entry-level sales reps to see how they get to market manager, right? And so what's going to happen when you have strong leadership that was there from the beginning or is incredibly seasoned is uh, a season of prosperity is going to happen. And what I mean by that is uh, a season of winning, a season of promotions is really what it is. A season of promotions is going to happen. And when you have a season of promotions, when you're opening up lots of offices, lots of people are going from sales rep to uh, market manager in six to eight months, less than a year really, the issue with that is they are not seasoned enough yet. And they are going to make a lot of mistakes compared to the person that just got promoted but had been with the company for two years or had been with the company since the beginning. So that person that has been with the company since the beginning, they have, they have a loyalty to the company that comes from building with you, right? These new people, this new class of leaders that's coming up, they're coming up fast. They didn't build it with you. They built it with their leader, right? And um, they aren't seasoned yet. They haven't seen everything that they need to have seen. Because this is what happened to us, you know, back when we scaled like this, is we noticed our managers were, were weak. I mean, there, there's no other way around it. They were weak in experience. They were weak in mindset. They were weak in um, management training. And that was our fault. So we had to reinforce that. We spent a whole year reinforcing our management training, our comp plan for managers, all these things. So that when these guys got promoted, well, also we made it harder to get promoted as well so that they had more experience. And we also did a minimum of one year before you got promoted to a management position to where you could run your own location. We did all those things so that we could vet that leadership coming up. So again, the current leadership loyalty is high. The new leadership loyalty is going to be low. Okay. They're not going to be as seasoned. And they're probably with the company for one year or less. All right. So what do we, what do we do about this? And so this is where we take the experience that we've had thus far and template it into the proper training system. So when they do get promoted, they go through the gauntlet. You should probably have five to six modules that they have to go through, whether it be paper-based learning management system or, you know, class-based live trainer-based, live manager training-based, 
um, that they have to go through. They got to go through a gauntlet when they get promoted in order to start operating their own location, right? And so that's going to be incredibly important. Uh, raising the standards is important, as well as making sure that you have a dialed-in learning management system so you don't have to do all that stuff manually, right? Um, but another thing that's going to happen when this new leadership gets promoted, right? As this season of promotion comes to an end, you're going to see a the headcount's going to increase, you know? So like in my client's case, we're going to go from 40 to 60 or something like that, right? What's going to start happening after that? You know, let's just say we're we're fixing the new leadership problem. We're reinforcing them. We're making sure we build relationships with them. What's going to start happening? The next problem that we're going to run into around 60 to 80 hit count is uh, disconnect. Disconnect from the top of the organization to the bottom of the organization. Okay. And this disconnect happens naturally because you know, the owner or the um, key player or the regional VP, whatever the case is, is busy. They're managing 60 to 80 people overall. There's leadership in between, which is how we need to be set up, right? Which is what I talk about in the Opportunity Structure Playbook episode. Um, but the more that disconnect happens, the less loyalty happens. The the less training that happens, the less loyalty that happens, right? So your company, because it's doing so well, is going to become a target for people that want to recruit salespeople. And so and this usually happens around the 60 to 80 mark, right, And headcount-wise. And so you've got to be ready for that. And and a few of the ways that you can do this, and, and at this point, the owner or the leader of the company can execute on this, all right? Let's just say we've got, 60 people in the company, right? And at any given time, probably 20 of them are either trainer and below. These They have no leadership. They simply train new people coming in the company, if that. But for the most part, they're entry level. They've been with the company less than six months, most likely. So I'm going to say 30% of your sales force at any given time in a commission 1099 sales force is going to be these people, right? So that's that's 20 people, all right? So one of the strongest things that we can do is have one-on-one -on -one conversations with them. And so pick a day of the week, pick two hours per day, three hours if you got like 100 people, um, three hours per day, and have one-on-one -on -one conversations with the uh, entry-level positions in the company. And, and, and like I said, if you have your opportunity instruction in place, this gets real easy. If they have the title of trainer, or rookie, then those are the people that you call, right? Or the equivalent of that, right? And so in this situation, this uh, hypothetical situation, I'm saying 60 people, 20 of them are trainer or sales rep. Then now you've got uh, 20 people to call once a month, right? And so you set aside two to three hours a day to call them, have these one-on-one -on -one conversations. And it's very simple, you know, if you, the first time you have the conversation, you introduce yourself and all that good stuff, right? But pretty much the conversation goes as such. You know, hey, John, just checking in on you, brother. Wanted to, to know how you're doing. Start that conversation off. And then it, it's, it's very simple. Same thing I do with my kids. Hi, low, buffalo, right? And so hi, 
you know, they're, they're, they're high in the company right now, what's going well for them, low, what they're struggling with, what a challenge is. And you, and you have to make sure, and I don't want to use this word, but I got to use this word. I would have used this word in the past, but now I mean some, completely something different, but you want to make sure they feel safe about sharing that with you. Okay. Cause this is where you're going to find out, Hey, their trainer didn't complete the training program for them or, um, somebody left them out in the field too long, or, you know, they, you know, basically that somebody in your company didn't do their job right now. They're not always going to know that they're telling on that person, you know what I'm saying? But the low usually has a source, right? And you need to find that source and correct it. So this gives you a nice pulse on the company as a whole, but it gives them, it increases their loyalty because you're taking the time to spend with them. The owner of the company, this multi-million dollar company, I hope so if you got 60 sales reps, this multi-million dollar company is taking the time out of his day to call them and have that conversation. And again, introduction, high, low. And then, so Buffalo around the dinner table is something surprising that happened. Um, and so same thing with your sales rep. What's something that surprised you about this business or this position or this opportunity? And have that conversation with them. You should be able to have all these conversations or these conversations within eight to 10 minutes. It shouldn't take too long, you know, and, and you got to hold yourself to that, right? Because then that means you can have five of them in an hour. And so if you can have five of them in an hour, then you could do this in one hour a week and you could call 20 people a month, right? As the, as the company grows, then you may call one person every two months or whatever the case is, right? Um, and you can automate this too as well. And the way that you automate this is by location, right? You call one location per week or whatever the case is. You know, you work it out to where you're on a schedule for this. And then, you know, obviously you can have a VA manage that schedule as well based on the headcount company. Because if you're, if you're doing this with the bottom 20 people in the company, then there's going to be a lot of turnover in there. And somebody's going to have to manage whether they're with the company or not. But I, I typically just used my metrics report, which was the current headcount in a company that made a sale in that month or week or daily, if it was a daily report. So that made it very easy to do that. The, the second way that you're going to prevent that entry-level rep disconnect is your learning management system. And so it is as much about the fact that you're giving them this training as it is about the fact that they're seeing and hearing you in your voice. Again, that disconnect starts happening because you're not in their office, you know, pouring into them every day. So if in the very beginning of their, their tenure with the company, they're immediately being trained or being coached by you, even if it's virtually, and even if it's a recording, that's what they associate with the company. And, and so whether it's the owner or the VP of sales or a key player in the company, they need to start associating their journey, their training, their paycheck with you. And when they do that, then you increase the loyalty, you de de decrease the disconnect because something, something happens. And, and I talked about it earlier, when you get above like 40, 50 sales reps, is you you do you get a target on your back other companies want to recruit from you because you've already trained the sales rep for them and so you need to be able to prevent that and so those are just some of the big sales team's problems 
Um, a lot of the other ones I cover in my playbook episodes, but as these come up, you know, I'm always going to drop more solo episode knowledge for you guys. Um, also have some other news. We are going to two episodes a week. You know, the, the business is getting busier as well as we've, we've um, reduced the size of our team for efficiency. And um, so we're trying to be, you know, high speed, low drag. Uh, also, don't forget that if a podcast is something that is important to you, make sure you go to yourpodcastpartners.com and check out the offer we have for you guys there. Don't forget about the Building Great Sales Teams course. That's going to be at salesprogrambuilder.com forward slash course. You're going to be able to get the info on that as well. We appreciate you guys and let's get building. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.